Welcome to episode 132 of District of Conservation, the first of 2021. I am your host, Gabriella Hoffman. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. If you're a returning subscriber, welcome back. If you're brand new to the podcast, I welcome you to listen with open ears and an open mind. I have three immediate goals that I'd love to accomplish in this podcast. First and foremost, I'm going to keep you guys abreast with what is happening in Capitol Hill and the surrounding areas. That's one of my primary goals, as always, since I started this podcast. Number two, we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit with keeping tabs on the incoming Biden administration and any of their machinations across the Environmental Protection Agency, Department of Interior, Energy Department, and similar agencies, plus the creation of the new climate positions in the White House itself. I'm going to keep you guys abreast with all those different updates, moving parts, and act as a watchdog for any policy that emanates. Given what I've seen so far, I'm very pessimistic about true conservation being advanced. I think it's going to be a heavily preservationist administration to the detriment of sportsmen and women, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. However, early indications show that's not the case. And number three, I would love this to be, like I have mentioned before, a platform where Republicans who are conservationists and care deeply about conservation, environment, energy issues to come on and have this be a forum for them to speak freely about their positions, their thinking, and what is happening across Congress, their state legislatures, governor's office, and the like. So those are the three immediate goals of mine for 2021. I created a video, which I'll talk a little bit about here on the podcast today, about why there's this hypocrisy in the media over reaction to hunting photos posted by Democrat politicians versus Republican politicians and the flack that both South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and Senator Ted Cruz have received for simply posting that they went hunting. Most recently, Senator Cruz posted two pictures of him harvesting a very nice trophy buck in South Texas, I believe, and they have some pretty big bucks there. People had contention over the fact that he hunted it on private land, and the fact that he did it while negotiations for COVID were being discussed. But my understanding was he was also in Washington, D.C. to deliberate on those issues. So I pointed out that you can take seriously both the coronavirus and also practice social distancing and responsible recreation through means like hunting. And I talked at length about not only kind of the hypocrisy about coverage because people love to hate Republicans who do anything and then they attack them for going hunting, of course. I also talked about how hunting is a responsible recreational activity. That's what a coalition of conservation and outdoor organizations put out early on in the pandemic. Hunting fits perfectly in the confines of such. And for them, posting about those activities in a fairly safe manner shouldn't attract all these attacks, unnecessary attacks. In addition to Democrats, you need Republicans to champion hunting access, hunting rights, conservation, and the like, because you can't have movement on these issues or bipartisan support without Republicans. So chastising them isn't really going to do a good thing to get them on board conservation issues. Moreover, if these politicians with big followings, especially Republican ones who have highly engaged followers, tweet about the joys of hunting in a positive manner, maybe that can inspire some of their followers to take their hunter's education to potentially get a mentor to go out into the field and to learn about conservation ethics, to learn about hunting in their respective states and get curious about this activity, which has seen a resurgence given 
COVID, given all these different clampdowns and restrictions we have that are quite unfair to, to tell you the truth, but in the confines of what we have to deal with in the interim, hunting, fishing, partaking in outdoor activities is perfectly in line with all the different guidelines that have been put out there. So being ostracized for going hunting should be rejected because if you think this will stop at one political party, no, it's going to continue on to others. So if you think you're free because you're a Democrat and you're going to be immune to criticism for hunting, think again. These people will turn against you too. They certainly will and they have anytime it's an issue PETA doesn't like. So I guess in this somewhat call for bipartisanship. Um, you shouldn't lambast Republicans who go hunting if they're doing it in a safe, responsible manner. The third thing I want to talk about on the show today, briefly for you guys, is this interesting directive that came out from the Bureau of Land Management's Oregon and Washington offices about the need to reinforce the importance of recreational shooting activities on public lands. And I have no idea if this is going to be carried on with the incoming and in- administration because Trump's administration has prioritized recreational shooting on public lands. And they've also dedicated August to be national shooting sports month. That totally will be abandoned. I have no doubt when this new, when this new administration assumes office on January 20th, but for now, until such changes happen, or if we're proven wrong and these changes will carry out into the next administration, but I'm highly doubtful, unfortunately. Here's what their press release on this subject says. The Bureau of Land Management today, and this is from December 31st, wrote that they issued guidance designed to protect and expand recreational shooting opportunities on BLM-managed public lands. More than 99% of the 245 million surface acres managed by the agency are currently open to recreational shooting. And this guidance will help establish that these activities are allowed to continue wherever possible. Quote, recreational shooting is a longstanding tradition for millions of Americans. And the department is proud to support this popular pastime as a key component of the BLM's multiple use mission, said Casey Hammond, principal deputy assistant secretary for land and minerals management. They continued Working with local communities, our state agency partners, and other key stakeholders, we will continue to ensure that public lands remain open to recreational shooting, allowing Americans to pass down our nation's rich outdoor heritage for future generations. The BLM has long prioritized recreational shooting as an important part of its land management mission under the Federal Land Policy and Management Act, including on many lands under the National Conservation Lands Umbrella, National Monuments, National conservation areas and similar designations, national scenic and historic trails, wilderness and wilderness study areas. The guidance issued today provides additional clarity for federal land managers evaluating recreational shooting activities as part of land use mani- as part of land use planning decisions and regarding the agency's implementation of public law 116-9, the John D. Dingle Jr. Conservation Management and Recreation Act. I like this guidance a lot because, as you guys know, through Pittman-Robertson funds, excise taxes collected on guns and ammunition go back to habitat restoration efforts, wildlife conservation efforts, and hunters' education programs. And without that continued revenue stream coming in, a lot of these resources will be depleted. That's why I talk about guns and ammunition on this, not simply because I'm an enthusiast, I'm someone who adheres to the Second Amendment, but there's also a greater principle to this, and that could certainly get lost if 
let's say this incoming administration pursues an aggressive gun control agenda, which unfortunately seems to be the case. Moreover, in this podcast throughout the year, I'm going to talk about whether we're going to see this dissolution of multiple use management, sustained yield philosophy of public lands access, because there is great chatter that this administration will move from this multiple use philosophy to a public use philosophy, shutting out different conservation stakeholders and public land users, those who specifically work on the land or those who recreate on the land. So I will explore more of that in the coming weeks. Sometimes access to a private range is more costly. A lot of these public ranges are free to access. You just need to find the time. You possibly have to reserve your space and public land has to be accessible for recreational shooters too, not just hunters and anglers. It has to be for every recreational user who has respect for the land and wants to value and cherish public lands access. Thanks for listening to the inaugural episode of 2021 and subscribe across your preferred platform. I encourage my listeners to listen primarily on Apple because about 60 to 61% of our listenership derives from that provider, but you're free to listen anywhere. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat or a guest announcement. Tomorrow, I'm going to be speaking with Roy Hill from Brownells. Roy is the communications director there, public relations manager. I have to get his title correct. But we're going to talk about what is happening on the gun industry side. Talk about the ATF ruling, what the industry can anticipate in 2021, and so much more. So don't miss our conversation with Roy Hill tomorrow.